0: We hallelujah, what, what a mighty God, we serve, hallelujah, every night adoring, even angels bow before what a mighty God, we serve. What a mighty God, God we serve. What a glorious God. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heaven and earth are Angels are before him. Lord, we give you all the glory, honor, and adoration, because you are great, mighty, and marvelous, and great are your works, O Lord. Be thou glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Speak to our need, O Lord. Amen. Amen. And we shall glorify your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Greet somebody beside you and say you are blessed in Jesus' name. Let us be seated. I want to thank God for his goodness and faithfulness. Thank every one of us for our commitment. And I want to greet the choir, DCC choir, for their anniversary today. And I wish you happy anniversary. So I'm expecting all of you to attend the anniversary at the i And please, if you are giving the envelope, please make sure you, re- you return the envelope with abundance of money. Like one of my lecturers said, let your offering be fatty. You know, fat offering in the envelope. God bless you as you do so in the name of Jesus. You are not saying amen again. I want to read Isaiah 39 because of our time. Isaiah 38, rather, Isaiah 38. Let me read from verse 1 to 8. Then I will speak on one or two things, then we will close for the first service. In those days was Ezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thou saith the Lord, Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Verse 2. Then Ezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord. I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiah wept so. Verse 4. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying, Go and say to Ezekiah, Thou saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will hand unto to thy days, 15 years. Somebody is listening to me. God will hear your prayers. Your hammer is not sounding very well. I say, God will hear your prayers. God will hear the cry of your hearts. And God will see your tears. Verses, and I will deliver thee in, and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria somebody who can say amen may God deliver us from our enemies and i will defend this city may God defend us your amen is too small yeah. verse 8 verse 7 says this shall be a sign unto thee from the law that the law will do this thing that he has spoken behold i will bring again the shadow of the degrees which is gone down in the sun, dire of airs, 10 degrees backward. So the sun returned 10 degrees, by which degrees it was gone down. The power of God can reverse the irreversible. And every battle that stands as irreversible in your life. I'm talking to those who are having their hope in the Lord, and those who have faith in the Lord, may the power of God reverse it now, in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, there was a time in a particular theological seminary, so this set of people were about to graduate, and the the board of school, the board of governors said, Let's try these people so that we will even know the product we have produced. And they said, one of them should come and preach. Of course, they have been concerned about the kind of pastor this one is going to be after the graduation. (laughs) You know the funniest thing? The man came to the puppy. He read a portion of the Bible and he asked the colleagues. Do you understand? They said, yes. He said, may the Lord bless his word. And he packed his Bible. He left. Ah! Uh-uh. <laughs> so they said, "With no greed." The second time, come. We want to know what is in you. What is? What kind of product do you carry? The second time, he came. He read another portion of the Bible. He said, "Do you understand?" They know Maybe he wanted to do like before. They said no. He said, "May God interpret His word to you." They said "Amen." He carried his Bible and he left. Ah! Uh-uh. That was how they left him and he graduated. So this morning, if I just say, do you understand? I know you will say yes. Abby, if I just go close my Bible, carry my Bible and leave the pulpit, what will you say? But I will not do that. The topic I want to speak on this morning is restoration through commitment. And my focus is commitment Is your commitment unto the Lord. Commitment. And in this first service, I want to introduce it. Because we want to really discuss about King Ezekiah. But time will not permit me to say everything in the first service. So let me tell us what commitment is. And why we need to be committed unto the Lord. And in the second service, we shall be considering how committed was King Ezekiah and how his commitment brought total restoration to him and the whole kingdom of Judah. Do you know that your act of love as an individual can save a whole nation? When we are talking about our country Nigeria, we need intervention, do you know The intervention can come through you as an individual. So nobody should relegate him or say, Nobody should think he is not important before the Lord. So let me briefly tell us what is commitment. Number one, commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause. Let me take it again is a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity and what is dedication is to be separated for a particular purpose to decide To be submitted to use all your effort, all you have for a particular purpose. And so biblically commitment is the certain decisions. Certain decisions or determinations made concerning a particular Action. There certain decisions or determinations made concerning a particular action irrespective of the circumstances. Irrespective of the circumstances. That is what commitment is. No matter the circumstance, whether favorable or not, that you decided or you determined. to do something, to do a particular thing, no matter what, whether it's convenient or not. Let me briefly tell us some things about commitment. Commitment is a choice. You know, when it comes to being forced to do something, that's not commitment. It's no longer commitment. And that's why you see at times I don't like forcing people to serve their Lord. Because it is going to it's not going to be a quality service. Commitment is a choice. Do you know if you decided that I will be coming to every program of the church, including the weekly one, is a it's a choice. And it's a commitment. If you decided now that from now henceforth, I won't be coming late to the service, it's a choice. And that is what we call commitment. It is not that it is convenient, but because you see reasons to be devoted, to be committed to this, and you are doing it at all costs. That's what we call, so it's a choice. Number two, it requires personal responsibility. Commitment requires personal responsibility. You take it upon yourself. That whatever it may cost me, I am ready to give it. But for me, I shall be doing this. You know, Joshua when he was about to die, he called the house of Israel and he told them, if it is pleasing to you to serve this small, small God, this powerless God, it's left for you. But as for me, and my household, we shall serve the Lord. That is commitment. Whether all of you refuse to serve the Lord or not, me and my household, no matter the condition, no matter the circumstance, we shall serve the Lord. So, is a responsibility. Number three, every commitment requires honesty and integrity. Every commitment requires what honesty and integrity honesty and integrity that this you are faithful to it you have made your decision and this is what you will be doing and you are faithful to it you want to be sinking to the lord and you are committed you are faithful to and you are sinking it with all your heart. I want to be cleaning the house of the Lord. You know, David said it is even good to be an usher in the house of the Lord. Ushers, praise the Lord. Ushers have gone home. You don't know it's a great thing you are doing it unto the Lord. But it must be done with commitment. You know, I respect one of the American presidents. I forgot his name. He said after he left office as the president. He went back to church and started doing usher. That is the work some of you will see. as see. Am I might not suffering myself? No. Commitment needs requires or requires integrity and honesty. A lady was cleaning the house of God some times ago the brother came to pray. The brother was a worker in the company. Lo and behold, the woman, the sister who was cleaning the house of the Lord was a CEO of a big company. And so the brother, after finished praying, went to me the sister, you are well done, God bless you. See my complimentary card. You can call me if you need me. And the sister collected and said, thank you, sir. So as he was going out, the sister followed him. And the sister opened the boot of his car and gave him his own card. And when he saw the card of this sister, he said, you mean you have a job? The sister smiled. You think it's those who are jobless that are taking taking care of the house of God. And that is the mentality of some of us. We think those who are sweeping, those who are cleaning the house of God, Maybe they don't have good job, or they are not rich. It is a matter of commitment. So if a president can do an usher, who are we? A president can do an ushering work in the house of God. A CEO can be cleaning the house of God. So what are we talking about? commitment requires honesty and integrity. And number four, every commitment is a promise. It's a promise. Within you, you are saying it to the Lord. The Lord, as from now I will do this. Before I leave here, let me also tell you that every commitment is a decision with determination and before i leave i want to tell you that commitment to god is to live righteously it's not only to work for him commitment to god is what is to live righteously number one to uphold that which is pleasing and right before God's sight. And number three, to reject that which is wrong. And commitment to the law is a process. It's a lifelong process. It's a continual effort, being committed. Not committed yesterday, and today uncommitted. Brethren, how committed are we unto the Lord? Let me say this. Your commitment may not be meaningful to others. It may not even be popular. But you know, last Sunday I told you, as a good Christian, you don't do what is popular. You don't go for what is popular. This is what people are doing. It's a common thing. It's a normal thing. No, because it is not every normal thing that is normal in the presence of God. But do what is right. The Bible says, and Hezekiah does what is right in the sight of God. May God give us the grace. To be committed unto Him in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's rise on our feet as we pray. God, give me the grace to be committed. You can renew your commitment. One of our hymn books asks us, How faithful are you to which He has given us? Brethren, I want you to understand something here. Do you know God has given you one thing or the other? That's on the school you are teaching in the house of God is from the lord god gave it to you but how faithful are you to it how faithful am i to the ministry he has given you father help me to be committed unto you more committed in a way that i will receive the reward let's turn it to prayer in the name of jesus let's pray let's pray let's pray let's pray help me commitment i need to be committed